get chasing better. No matter where I go. This is Corey, Chasing Better Podcast, and I'm just so excited to have you on. And I uh, <laughs> feel like I've been through this uh, numerous times where, um, you know, I go through waves. You know, I'm uh, I'm someone that tends to record quite a few things uh, back to back to back, and then I take a little bit of a break. But we were back in the recording season, so I am excited to just share some thoughts. I have a, a whole list of about 50 things that I want to talk about over the next several weeks. And, um, you know, love, love the platforms. Uh, I love the opportunities to create content. And I know that there are so much competition out there right now uh, for attention. Um, and and that, that's the cool thing is I don't, I don't feel like other people that do podcasts or lives or promote themselves online in any way or any sort of competition, because I think there's just so much attention uh, that people are just desperate for content and I'm for some people and I'm not for others and, and that's okay. Um, I have had my fair share of people that have not been big fans of what I process and I have had several others that have and, and I think that's just honestly par for the course and it's been a you know one of the biggest challenges I think in humanity and life is just kind of learning to navigate that learning to process that learning how to um find your your center um in this world where everything is lived out loud and everybody has an opinion about everything and some people handle that better than others i haven't always been the one that has handled that the best um i've personalized a lot of things and it, it becomes challenging but i also feel and uh, this is a topic for another day, by the way, I feel like over the last several months, I've, I've realized those of you Enneagram enthusiasts, um, I've always, uh, this is a weird way to say it because this is like such a crazy thing in our culture, but I've always identified as a, as a three on the Enneagram, the achiever. Um, and I feel like as I've changed and grown and things like that, that my number is now different. So I'll have a different uh, podcast that I'll talk a little bit about that and that I don't feel like I'm a three. I feel like I'm something else. And I think that's been confirmed quite a bit with a lot of the research I've done and studies that I've done and things like that. Julie is big into the Enneagram. And, um, but if you have some ideas of what you think I could be, uh, I'd sure love to hear your comments. I think there's a right answer, but I certainly would, would be open to hearing. I will just tell you this. It's not what I ever thought that I was. Um, I never thought that I was this number, uh, but the more I read into it, <laughs> the more I realize, yep, that's me. So, um, but I, I think that that's all part of just this process of, of truly trying to um, figure out who I am. And part of, of who I am is just this person that feels very, um, just very curious about things and, and I feel compelled to be genuine with what I feel on the inside fully knowing that that's not the same that everybody is um, and it's crazy because you know I've had a lot of conversations and a lot of discussion points even about the topic of faith and I think the reason why that is controversial it's not really that controversial I think the reason that it could be viewed as controversial I think the reason it could be viewed as aggressive that it could be viewed as shocking, that it could be viewed as questionable is because of where I was and, and how I am not 
that anymore. You know, I was involved with church world my whole life. I was a pastor for a long, long time. Spoke um, on lots and lots of stages to lots and lots of people about the topic of faith. And now for me to flip and 180 go in the other direction, I can understand how there's a lot of questions that come along with that and how a person could read that or, or, or read the things that I write, which is just me processing the chaos that is my soul and my insides and my emotions and all those things. Um, it, it can be viewed as angry. It can be viewed as um, just, it, it, I feel like if I did not have the past of what I did, um, that what I say would not be that crazy. I think it is viewed by some as that way and aggressive because of the way I used to be. You know, one of my best friends in the whole planet, Drew Epperson, talks about the fact that um, healthy things grow and growing things change. And it's, it's, I think, flawed to assume that just because someone changes the way that they think, that someone changes what they believe in or what they no longer believe in is all of a sudden some assumption that something terrible and catastrophic must have happened. That there must be a lot of built up pain and hurt and anger and all of these things. Um, and sometimes that is the case and sometimes it's not. Um, and, and I think I've been on both ends of that spectrum. I think there has been a lot of, and, and part of that isn't a lot of what I really wanted to talk about is just this idea of curiosity. And I remember that, uh, I think it was, um, I think it was Modelo. I don't remember the name. Oh no, it was Dos Equis. Dos Equis, the beer. There was that guy that talked about stay thirsty, my friends. It was like this cool guy and there was these commercials and, and that was like the catchphrase, like the, something that was synonymous with Dos Equis beer, stay thirsty, my friends. And I love the concept of, of staying curious that if I was able to rip off that marketing campaign of stay whatever my friends, my, I would not say stay thirsty, I'd say stay curious, stay curious. Um, and that's such a crazy thing because I feel like there's been so much discussion and talk about this idea of subjective truth and how there, there's only one truth, that truth is truth, which I think is true in some ways, you know, two plus two is four, and that's not subjective, and that can be proven, that can be mathematically, scientifically, laws of nature proven that two plus two is four, that if you came back and said, no, that's not true, two plus two is actually seven, um, that that would be a right, wrong situation, and I think this drives a lot of people crazy, especially those that are black and white type of people that have a very clear, defined sense of what is right and what is wrong. I think far few things are um, black and white as, as black and white as we wish that they would be because I think we live in a, 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 an increasingly gray world. And the reason why religion gets a lot of play from me in terms of things that I push back again and ask questions about is because it is a lot of what formed the way that I think, the way that I process. And honestly, it forms a lot of the pressure and the, the things that I feel from people that have been in my life. And I think religion and belief truly formulates the thought process of a lot of people. And it's really, really difficult to separate that. 
Um, and I've heard people talk through this and it's such a crazy thing because it's like they, you, on one side, you, you, you feel like, oh my gosh, you know, like, um, uh, I can't not talk about faith. It's part of who I am. And I could say the same, like somebody would say, well, man, Corey, if you just have, have so many negative things about Christianity, it's best to just not say anything at all, which is crap because you can't have that both ways, right? You can't be like, and, and I understand the reason why people do that. The reason people do that is because you have this belief, this internal driving force belief based on whatever truth you have chosen to believe um, that there's an afterlife, that there is eternity, that there is a place of forever reward or forever punishment. And, and you feel this, this being compelled by something you deem to be true, that if you do not believe a certain way, and act a certain way that wherever that eternal destination is will be impacted. And so what that does is it creates this, this missional thing. Um, and so I'm sure that there are probably other religions and viewpoints that believe that in some ways. Um, but for me and in my world and in my circle, I, I feel a tremendous amount of pressure from people to act and believe a certain way. And the reason why people are so adamant about that is because of, of a belief that they feel um, affects not just this life, but one that is supposedly to, uh, to come. And I have a lot of questions about that. Obviously, this is not really the point of that. Um, but when I question, you know, I think that my questioning of faith is, is really just a um, peeling back the onions of me and who I am as a person that I truly am someone that always has been and probably always will be just someone that asks questions and that doesn't take things at face value all the time. Um, and that kind of is what more so than anything else led to me and my current road, not because I have a lot of hurt and pain. I do have a lot of hurt. I do uh, have a lot of things to process, which I have been. I've been in counseling for a long, long time and will continue to do so. But for me, it's about just kind of asking questions and putting myself in a position of saying, do I really believe this because I believe it? Or do I believe it because I was taught to um, or because it's the only thing I've known? And so I, just like anybody else, reserve the right to change the way that I think and to do so um, in a way that I truly feel is um, best for me. You know, I, I put uh, something out there the other day and was it sent in, in kind of a, you know, I can be, I could be a little bit jerky sometimes um, in terms of how I come across. And, you know, I put something out on uh, my social media a few uh, days ago that talked about my, my why, that I can do anything through my why because it gives me strength and, <laughs> and I knew this was going to happen and I did it anyway because that's just the way that I am like I am that kid like I, I you know I work out and my trainer Mike he has a, his son and um, he, he always we have like this water cooler in the gym and you know you pull down on the lever and water comes out it's always fun watching his little guy's name is Lennox it's always fun watching him go over to the water cooler and knowing that he shouldn't pull that lever down and he like just sits there <laughs> he sits there with his hands on the lever and just he knows and the second that his dad looks at him and says you better not pull that lever 
he pulls the lever. <laughs> and I feel like that so many times because like, I'm pretty self-aware and it's, it's very rare that what I say and feel and write is not thought through. And there's times when I write through these kind of things and I'm like, I'm going to post that. And I'm like, you know, you're going to get pushback. There's going to be people that uh, don't like that. And I'm like, and send. Um, because there's part of me that relishes that. Like there's, there's part of me that really enjoys that. Um, you can call it a jerk move, and that's fine. You know, that's certainly your prerogative to do so. Um, I think a lot of it is just the form of me pushing back on saying, um, I get to do what I want to do, and that's the life that I get to do and choose, and I, that's just the way that, that's just the way that I am, and, but, you know, there were some people that had commented and said some things along the lines of, you know, that I'm, you know, obviously full of hate or whatever which i don't think is is the case but what's interesting about that is that there's a lot of people that are marginalized in our world you know people of the lgbtq community people of the african-american community friends of mine and jewish community um female friends of mine um that when people of the religious right and when i say religious i specifically am talking about conservative evangelical christianity not because it's the only belief in the world not because it's the only one that believes in an afterlife, not because it's it's the only one that um, proselytizes, but in my world, in the United States, in my form of, of work that I used to be in, in my sphere of influence, that is the, I, nobody is coming to me trying to get me to become a Mormon. Nobody's coming to me trying to get me to become a Jehovah's Witness. Nobody is coming to me trying to get me to convert to Judaism. Nobody's trying to make me into a Hindu. Nobody's trying to make me into, um, uh, someone that believes in the Islamic faith. Nobody's trying to make me into a Buddhist. There's not anybody trying to evangelize, trying to make me believe in um, uh, Native American religions. Nobody, the only people, the only ones, the only ones. And part of it, again, is because of where I am, where I live, how I was raised, the world we live in is evangelical Christianity. So when I, when I push back on that, I fully understand that it's, it's, it's bigger than that, but it is my world right it's not it's not the world but it is mine and there's a lot of people that feel um very not welcomed and very not loved by people of the christian community and then the people specifically white the people of that of the christian community will push back because they you know people of the lgbtq uh, community for example could say well have said in lots of ways you know that you're your Bible or your churches speak hate, like it's, it's hate. And people of the Christian community would push back and saying, I'm not, I don't hate you. I, I love you, I, whatever. And that's their pushback. But then, you know, I say something that is like tongue in cheek and kind of poking the bear a little bit when it comes to um, something that is in the Bible. And all of a sudden I'm, I'm told that, that I hate Christian people. I just think it's ironic, you know, because I think that that's kind of what we have, have chosen and we, we don't do a great job of, of learning. And, and I've said this too, like my, my mission in life is not to convert people to no longer have faith. Um, Julie is a person of faith. My kids are people of faith. My parents, my brothers, my, you know, some of my friends, I mean, I have good friends still that are some of my best friends that are involved in pastoral work. I get that. I understand my mission is, is not to take that away from anybody. My, um, it, it's more to open eyes to, to say, hey, listen, um, 
we are a people that work better when we are loving and caring about others and in and their humanity and being empathetic and, and truly um, listening and that there's a lot of people that believe uh, differently than you. And I think when you put yourself out there as a person that has the high ground of everything true, um, that you will open yourself up to a lot of things because there are holes and there are questions and there are lots of things that aren't always um, as easy as, you know, there's this, this thing out there that has like a, a power strip that is plugged into itself, has no power source. But, you know, the, the quote says something like someone trying to prove that it, the Bible is true by quoting the Bible, which is fine. But then you've got a lot of people that have zero uh, belief in what the Bible says. And so you can't just say, well, it's true because it says so in the Bible, right? So I'm kind of getting off, off track here. The point is, I think this is a lot of why I share some things uh, that, that I do. And obviously, I, I want to be someone that is open to having a conversation to loving and caring anybody. And I don't want to be the very thing that I ridicule, right? And I ridicule someone saying that you have to believe and live and obey and worship uh, a certain thing. And, and, and I'm saying, uh, no, you don't. I'm not bending any knee. I'm not. Um, but if you choose to, I can still be a friend to you. I can still love you. I can still work with you. I have clients. I have coaches. I have people that I work with very closely that believe and worship differently than I do. And it's okay with me. Like, I'm good with it. Like, I can sit down and talk and I don't, you know, your belief in who you are and what you worship or don't doesn't make me uncomfortable. But I do know that what I don't worship does make people that do sometimes feel very uncomfortable. Um, but I just have realized that I am going to become someone that just stays true to what my true north is, what my center is, um, which is my reason, my why, my, my, my life source. And I got one chance at this thing. I don't know how many days I have left, just like nobody else does. And, and I want to make them um, count. So I, I do believe in mission. And I, I have a, a mission to helping people wake up, to help people um, be truly happy and centered with who they are. And if that means that religion is part of that for you, great. If it doesn't, then that's great too. But uh, Because I have fully realized in my life that, um, and you know what's crazy? I can honestly point back to seasons of my life that faith and religion were part of it that there were some happy days that were a part of that. And I've also had some of the happiest days I've ever had in my life when it doesn't um, have an impact or a say over my life. Um, and I know people always feel like there's a reason. Um, I, I am not bitter or angry or any of those kind of things. I'm just someone that likes to stay curious. And in my curiosity formed a opinion or belief that for me, uh, this is not a, a path that I choose to follow. Um, and so I, I, I just wanted to share that and, and encourage you on the process of curiosity. Um, I think that so, in so many ways, people are scared of what will happen when people ask questions and they can point to me as an example. And I think that's a really, really crappy way to hold on to it. Because if you are a person of faith and you get scared by a person reading a book or listening to a talk or whatever, and you try to shelter them so much from that thing, I think your belief system is pretty, um, 
it's pretty weak, right? It's it's pretty fragile. Uh, so I, it should be able to stand under some questioning. And I think that's the difference for me. Like I've had a lot of people that have asked me and they're like, well, what if you're wrong? <laughs> and I'm wrong. Like I don't, I don't, I don't bury my flag in the stand and say, this is truth. It's true for me. It's true for what I have chosen to live and follow for my life. I don't seem to think that uh, my path is yours. Uh, I just don't like anybody telling me that your path has to be mine. So Stay curious, my friends. I hope that this was something that maybe just had you think about things just a little bit differently. And uh, thanks for listening. This is Corey. This is Chasing Better Podcast. And uh, we will see you again next time. See no more fears or move by fears. I drive my tears because 